Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. It's almost time for one of Oklahoma's coolest annual events as the Dead Center Film Festival returns to OKC later this week. We're talking with founding executive Kaki Porch about this year's festival, some awesome films you'll be able to see, and how Dead Center is helping train the state's next generation of filmmakers. But before that, let's get into our question of the week. For some people, Dead Center is a can't-miss part of the year. We want to know what is your must-do summer activity. First up, editor-in-chief Nathan Gunner. Women's College World Series. I've talked about it so much already on the podcast. I feel like it's just, I'm just beating a dead softball player. Uh, no, I, um, yeah, it's a Women's College World Series. That's it for me. I love, I love that. It's it ain't favorite. summer without the Women's College it's World It's not. Summers. It's so fun. And it starts this Friday yeah. as we're recording this, as you're listening to it. It's and you already you going on. Made. What? Oh, you announced you both made it. I know. That's exciting. I really, really hope it comes out with the two of them in the final. But my prediction is it's going to be OU and Tennessee. Hmm. But we will see. The volunteers. We will see. Yep. I really hope it's OU and OSU, though, because that'd be so fun. It would. Yeah. Uh, managing editor Carly Ibarra. Uh, mine is kind of a spring and summer activity, but I love driving around western Oklahoma looking for scissor tails and seeing how many I can see because they start getting here about mid-April. They're all here by, like, May, early May. So you can see them everywhere, especially, like, I live in Bethany, so I drive a little bit to Yukon, and that's a really good place to see them because you want a place that has some trees where it overlooks like a big swath of land but there's not like so many trees that they can't see like the grasshoppers and stuff so can i tell you um i was at shangri-la two two weekends ago Uh uh-huh and with my mom and we were playing golf and the number of scissor tails that there are on that golf course i was (laughs) like i think they paid to bring some in (laughs) seriously they were so i've never seen that many Uh in one day i have dozens i mean i saw plural dozens Uh uh-huh it was a lot of scissor tails on the golf course at Shanghai. At, yeah. at the Beaver's Bend golf course, I also saw a bunch really? of scissor tails. Yeah. So they're yeah. big golfers. They're big golfers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. They're really big into the LPGA. And they eat the the bugs, the pest insects from the golf yeah. course. So mm-hmm. it's a win-win for yeah, everybody. Yeah, so maybe they did pay to bring them in. <laughs> Seriously. Possibly. Okay, cool. And, and uh, I mean, I've heard that some of the scissor tail roosts can get up to like a thousand birds. Really? Yeah, there's yeah. supposed that's to be cool. a place in Norman that's right by the Panera that's on Main Street that is a big roost. It's like, like usually mid October you can see, or early early October. They just sorry. love those leftover Greg, bagels. I yeah. think we need to get the president of the Scissor Tails on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Scissor Tails have a president, or do they use a king? I, th- I, I think there's a, a chairman, <laughs> okay, prime minister. Okay. Well, they're tyrant birds. They're, oh, that's right. Okay. They believe so in they, tyrants, so they're autocratic. They're an autocratic <laughs> society. There's okay. a dictator. <laughs> Uh, photo editor Megan Rossman, what's your must-do summer activity? Um, I like to be in a pool or a body of water. I just I like to be in water because the summer is too hot for me, and so I escape it yeah. physically in water. Like, like Laura Palmer. Yeah. I was going to say, like, well, not exactly. Like, I was going to yeah. say, like, Ariel the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More <laughs> like Ariel. I mean, well, I don't know. And really not like either of them in that I am still living. Um, Fair you enough. know, I yeah. mean, and technically, feet. right. You know, biologically, I'm still alive. <laughs> Research Center Ben Lucian. Y'all First of all, are you still alive? <laughs> Secondly, what are you doing this summer? Uh, last I checked, still alive, I think. Um, uh, similarly, I try to cool off in the summer. Uh, well, as a lot of people do. 
so I look forward to the annual opening of all the snow the snow cone stands. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. What, do you have a favorite? Yeah, so uh, Shimmers, of course, is Shimmers classic. Shimmers is great. Northwest yes. 36th in May in Oklahoma City. I um, love that one. In Bethany is Aloha Ice. Uh, I highly recommend that one. Um, they have coffee, too. Yes, they have coffee there. Uh, in Ardmore, one of my favorites, uh, I wrote a snow cone stand story uh, a year or two ago. Um, in Ardmore, there's this place called the Snow Blizzard, and what they do is they will give you a giant uh, cup of uh, of uh, I, the, their shaved ice with their own brewed sweet tea. Oh, yes. yum. Yeah, that is... Uh, oh, I am into it. So every summer since, I've tried to go to Ardmore and get one of those. Awesome. Yeah, because it, it doesn't beat that. Yeah, that's amazing. Sign mm-hmm. me up. Okay, good. That's a good answer. Greg, what about you? Well, I was just going to say, I'm a big fan of Snow S'more. The, Snow uh, S'more is great. They're which, big. Yes. They're really big. And, they, uh, and, and you know, even in the winter, you can they have uh, hot chocolate yep. and s'mores and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, but keeping with the um, uh, cooling off in this oppressive heat, uh, I am a big fan of the Splash Pads. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, I was going to guess Hurricane Harbor. <laughs> well, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, well, I, I lifeguard. Uh, um, uh, but in the parking lot, I just I tell people to yeah. check themselves. <laughs> uh, now, I, one frustrating part of uh, summer for a, uh, a broke father of two is uh, that I want to do stuff with the kids, but uh, it can it can get really expensive. Even yeah. going to the pool can be yeah. expensive sometimes. But splash pads are free, um, and it's a really great time to get the kids out there because then they can play with other kids, mm-hmm. which is something they're really missing in the summer. Uh, and so they can socialize a little bit. If you want to, you can go jump in as well. Or like most parents, you can sit back and just read your cell phone for yeah. 30 minutes while, while your, the kids wear themselves out. Paperback novel. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, nice. That's a good, that's, those are fun. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, here is what uh, you guys had to say. And it's not much. Uh, Christopher Vargas said that it's not summer if he doesn't get back to the river. Oh. Uh, lots of land. Well, and, and you Amelia know what they Harper, say? Yeah. If you go down to the river, mm. I bet you're going to find some people who live. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, Amelia Harper said basically the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, so a lot of river folks. I think, honestly, that... Uh, oh, you river people. <laughs> everybody else was too busy programming their thermostats and waiting for the release of Killers of the Flower Moon to write in. So, But that's not until fall. Enjoy the summer. I know, but these folks. people, are they're, they're laser focused. They Man, can't be answering questions. You guys are out. You guys are so busy. You know what I love about our listeners is they are so busy out living their lives that they are not all over social media just that's documenting right. their lives. That's and we appreciate what we'll it. Tell, that's what we'll tell ourselves. Yeah, and we, I hope, inspired some of that fun. That's right. Uh, all right. Tell let's... our bosses that we did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk to Catchy Port. Uh, Catchy Port. Khaki. Hi, Khaki. Let's talk to Khaki Porch about Dead Center. And we are so very excited to welcome in one of our favorite people, one of my favorite people. I don't know about oh, you guys. I really like her. Totally. Uh, she has She'll also be one of your count- favorite people when we're done here. Yes. <laughs> one of the founding Thanks, executive. One of the founding executive director, uh, the founding executive director of Dead Center Film Festival, which is right around the corner, folks. So get your tickets now. Welcome Khaki Porch to the podcast. Khaki, how you doing? I need to hire you guys as my hype man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this 
for for anybody who I can't imagine anyone doesn't know about Dead Center, but occasionally we have people who have just woken up from a coma, and the first thing they do is they download the Oklahoma Today podcast. So very first thing. the very first thing uh, before they call their families. So what is Dead Center? <laughs> Uh, Dead Center. Well, actually, let me tell you, we actually have three things under the umbrella of Dead Center film. Um, one, we have a statewide education tour. And this year we were on contract with Gina Nelson, who was the 2020 Teacher of the Year. And we had the most successful rural outreach we've ever had at Dead Center. Um, so that was that's exciting. And and something that 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 we offer that we're a little different from everyone else is there, there are lots of really great programs here in the metro, but not many people are doing outreach in the rural um, rural areas. So that, that's really where we focus. And a part of our focus is we really want Oklahomans and young people to tell their stories. If we want a thriving film community, and it is exciting, you know, there is a lot of um, excitement around the film community right now. And if we want to keep that flourishing, it's important that we grow young filmmakers that tell their story. I mean, I'm really a great example is Sterling Harjo, right? Great example. Yeah. Sterling Harjo, um, he was an award winner, I believe back in 2005 here at Dead Center. And now of course, you know, Reservation Dogs is awesome. And that is a very authentic story. So we would like to, yeah, we would love to, um, have more, you know, more of that here in Oklahoma. Yeah, so that is one thing we do, the statewide education tour. And then number two, we do Continuum, which is our year-round collaborative community screenings. Uh, That is where we, um, um, you know, hit other pockets in the metro. We collaborate with, um, like, the... um, the we, we had Una Noche Con Dead Center, the Yale Theater, which was a collaboration with the OKC Latino Young Professionals. We've done a collaboration with um, the Asian District Cultural Association. We did uh, around the holidays. We showed Spoiler Alert, which was a film that um, at Rodeo Cinema. I mean, that was a collaboration with Freedom Oklahoma City or Freedom OKC, uh, OKC Freedom Freedom OKC. <laughs> Mm, yes. One of them. One of them. Anyway, so um, and so <laughs> one of the points we, we've also done Afro Cinema. So uh hopefully that is to um, you know, reach out to community partners and let them know that, you know, really film is for everyone. And that is something that we hope to do is be completely inclusive and to where when you come to the Dead Center Film Festival, everyone sees themselves on the screen and feels comfortable. Which leads me to the Dead Center Film Festival, our bright shining gem. Uh, This is the 23rd year, which is bananas. Uh, We are going to have uh, three screening locations in downtown Oklahoma City, Harkins, uh, Oklahoma City Museum of Art, and then we will have programming at the First Americans Museum. And I should say, we also will have a free outdoor screening on Saturday night at Scissortail Park. And so everybody's welcome. Yeah. Can I just say that free screening, I love Dead Center so much, as you know, Khaki, um, but that free screening is definitely always my favorite part. And the reason why it's my favorite part, um, I haven't, it's, it was a Camaryad Gardens until recently. Yes. Um, and every year I would go and every year, every, my mom and I always go, she really loves it. Um, and every, literally every single time I go, someone walks up to me and is like, what is this? What's going on? What's <laughs> happening here? And you yeah. get to tell them about it right and right. every year the person i have that conversation is like oh my gosh i'm gonna get a pass to this next year i'm gonna go yeah. um, so i just i love that like it just i love anything that gives you a chance to connect with people in your community absolutely right? and absolutely. dead center is such a wonderful way to do that 
Um, because who doesn't love a movie? Who doesn't love a film? Yeah. Right. And that is actually one thing. There is something that's really special about film. Really, no matter what, our, what, what, what the theme is, it can spur on really successful conversations. Yeah. And, so, uh, and it can absolutely create community. It can create, you know, a bond. And that absolutely happens yeah. during Dead Center. Um, there's really cool stuff that happens every Dead Center. You know, people meet and they connect. And um, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's a great, it's, it is a great community builder. It really is. It really is. And it's so, it's just so much fun. I, my favorite thing always, and I'm such an evangelist for short films. Um, there's so much, there are movies for people like me who have ADHD. Yes. And, <laughs> I mean, no, I get it. So it is, Seriously, it's like, I'm you know, serious. you're like, not, you're not quite sure what a film festival is. You're like, you go to shorts and if you don't like a short, you know what, it'll be over it'll soon. Be over in a second. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and we, this year have 20 short blocks. So there is something for everyone. Yes. And why we have increased our shorts, which hopefully you guys know, we are an Oscar qualifying festival yeah. in uh, shorts narrative and also animation shorts. So we have, uh, it's awesome. The amount of shorts that we're going to be screening this year. Yeah. And there have been some dead center shorts that have competed at the Oscar level. Have, have yes. There? Yes. They, they have not won. I mean, we can't really take credit, but we did screen Summer of Soul back in, wasn't that 2021 Outdoors? Such um, a good movie. Such it was a good Summer of Soul. Amazing. Absolutely. That's amazing. the other thing I love about the public viewing. It's always some really great movie like Summer of Soul or um, what was it? Was it 10 Feet from Stardom? Was that the name of it about the backup singers? Oh, maybe. Isn't that sad? I don't, I don't Something remember. Something like that. Yeah, it was so good. There's always just some really great kind of cultural. Uh, thing like that um, right. and I, I always just love that which makes me want to ask ask if you would talk a little bit about um, and I, I'm asking about this partially because I've done it I volunteered for you guys doing film screening before so can you talk a little bit about your selection process how does a film oh, get yeah. how, how films are screened and I just want to say we also did have the most amount of submissions this year almost 2,000 films which was yay Fantastic and bananas to try and go through them all. Uh, but how it starts is we have screening committee members. And so each film is watched by multiple people and, and there's a grading system. And it can be, you know, uh, depending on if the lighting's good, if the if you, if you like the script. So, so there is like a grading system. So once those films are screened by the screening committee, then we are, then it's kicked up to the programming committee if it makes, you know, five or more. And then once the programming committee looks at it, um, then, and there's, and we have a, um, a really diverse programming committee, which is fantastic. So that there's a lot of voices at the table of what, um, you know, we think Oklahomans would want to see, or also what's topical, what's interesting, you know, um, along those lines. And so, and then, and then they meet, uh, they, they watch pretty much everything that is, uh, you know, five or more. And then we hash it out and we decide, you know, what is the, what films we're going to screen, what will be the most, um, I mean, you know, so, so we have midnight shorts, those are edgy. We also have comedy shorts, which is, you know, everyone can enjoy. And then we have a lot of great documentaries. We have a lot of feature narratives. And then, and, and the, one of our most uh, competitive sections is the Oklahoma films. I love this part. Yeah. So back when I was around, I mean, we had to beg people to submit their films, beg. 
Um, and now it is very, very competitive. And we have some two Oklahoma shorts blocks. And we also have, I believe, five Oklahoma features that are awesome. So it's going to be it's going to be a great year. And I'm so proud of the Oklahoma film community about how far they've come. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's great. It really is. It's uh, that's a, that's seeing those Oklahoma films is always so great because you get to see names of people that either you know or you've heard of and you get to kind of like Sterling, you get to watch them come up, you know, yes. and like it's so cool. You know, like I remember seeing one of Sterling's films. I don't remember what it was, maybe Parking Water at Dead Center. Right. Uh, and uh, just thinking like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to this dude? Good things. Yeah. Um, it's so, so cool. Uh, and actually a perfect example that's um and uh Legeria is not from she's not from Oklahoma I thought she was until we saw her premiere at South by Southwest but she we had one of her films it was called one in three it was her first film and it had to do with um domestic violence mm-hmm. um, and how pervasive it is and um she has a film that is our opening night film this year so how far she has come as a filmmaker is unbelievable and 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 i do feel and she does too like we we know we were the first to really give her a start and nurture her as a filmmaker so it's it's exciting what what can happen through dead center yeah that is so cool speaking of exciting one of the coolest cultural moments i've ever seen in my life happened at dead center which was the reunion of cyclops and gene gray it was a <laughs> there was a year that james marson and famka jansen were both at the festival and they got yes to- that's right that was really, because right. it was just like crazy. And like, I didn't go into that night knowing that was going to happen, right? It just right. was the thing that happened in front of me. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it's just so cool. Um, are there any uh, Oklahoma, or there are just films in general, not just Oklahoma films. Are there like, what film, I got to know what films you're looking forward to seeing. So. Um, I know it's hard. It's like choosing I know a child. It is hard, but and we are I'm right thrilled now. about all of them. So um, Black Barbie, which is Legeria's film, which is our opening night film. I'm thrilled about that. Um, I'm excited about the film Writing Legacy, which is uh, that, too, is an Oklahoma film. It, it's it, it, it's about the historical uh, viewpoint of, of black cowboys in Oklahoma really really interesting awesome um, yeah um kyle robertson has or kyle roberts has another film in our um film festival which is always exciting um let's see what other films uh, one also another favorite of mine that i think has wide appeal is join or die which is a um it's a documentary this he is a um um he was a researcher and he wrote a book and he and, and his name escapes me right now, and I wish it had in front of me, um, but he truly feels that kind of the breakdown of civility is that we are no longer joining clubs. Like back in the day, everyone was joining clubs all the time and so the connection through clubs. And it's really, really interesting. And so um, so there's a lot of historical. That's cool. Yeah, it's actually really, really interesting. And, um, and he too, I mean, he kind of thinks that how to solve things is, Join a club. And I'm like, hmm. well, that's a delight. Who doesn't that's a want great to join idea. a little club? Delight. I'm going to join the Khaki Porch fan club. Well, that is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, one thing that always occurs to me around Dead Center and film festivals in general is I think that a lot of people who haven't been 
before are concerned that it's like this is all going to be very serious and it's all going to be very like heady and like and 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 there's so much stuff at dead center that is that is i mean there is a lot of stuff that is that is that will change the way you think about things but there's also yes, something yeah. like, this year there is a disturbance in the force yes the star wars holiday special happened a documentary about that that i am uh so excited to see That's and exciting. the hurricanes uh about yes. an all-female football team uh yeah. in the 70s i mean some really really cool stuff that is uh i mean i i think i remember a few years ago one that i saw that just stuck with me forever it was about the it was about the guy who invented the jump shot in basketball yeah and yes. how before that everybody was flat-footed and put the ball <laughs> i mean yes crazy stuff that you don't even think about and that people have not only delved into this topic but have created this incredible narrative that just captures your brain and won't let it go mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the hurricanes, you, you mentioned the hurricanes, which is a documentary about, you know, um, a female football team in the 1970s. And it's uh, in particular, it focuses on a team in Houston, but their big rivals, the Oklahoma city dolls. And so we are going to have some Oklahoma city dolls at dead center. And we are awesome. And Olivia Kwan, is who is the director. Oh, I mean, and Olivia Kwan is a director will be here. I'm so excited. Cannot wait. I remember I saw a few years ago, uh, there was a great, even documentaries, people think of them as serious, but I saw there was one, I don't remember what it was called now, but it was about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Yes. At Dead Center. And that was, I mean, that was very, like parts of that were very serious, but yeah. parts of it were really, really funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. I've been recommending that movie like once a month to everyone since the day I saw it. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Um, this is also kind of, not completely because you guys have, you guys never completely stopped doing Dead Center, but it's a little bit of a comeback from COVID. Um, that's what I'm excited. I haven't been to Dead Center since COVID, so I'm really, really excited to go this year. Um, so t can you talk a little bit about that and kind of what, like, what does that look like bringing this back from? Yes. So, um, and it has, so, I mean, I think it's, I mean, performing, you know, performing organizations, concert venues, everyone is struggling with audiences and it's because people are out of, out of the habit leaving the house. Yeah. Uh, and so something that we have been doing this year is a dead center kickback. And so we meet um, uh, the third Wednesday of the month at lively and have a beer and talk about movies. And that really goes back to back in the day before everything was digital um, screeners would pick up literally bags of films and it was called bag swap and we met at coffee slingers. And so, um, and so, that was people really loved connecting when they would pick up their bags about the films they'd seen talking about other films um and getting excited about the festival and uh, just geeking out on all the films they'd seen and so that was you know kind of the, the thought behind dead Star and kickback and it it was very successful you know each each month more and more people would show up and i i even had a you know conversation with a, a young woman that was afraid to come cuz she feels like she has lost the art of conversation because of covid and yeah. i think a lot of people feel that way you know so yeah, yeah. i said to so, someone the other day i said i stopped feeding my social life and it died yes and i think a lot of people feel that i mean yeah. even i who am pretty social i feel that like yeah. it, small talk is weird now you know, like it just is. But that again, going to a film and having something to talk about, I think is a great way for you know, community members to connect. 
Absolutely. Totally agree. And, totally and really, agree. it's a great way to cross lines. Because yes. I think part of what is making a lot of small talk awkward is this feeling that you're never really sure if the person you're talking to is on the same wavelength as you are, yeah. or if this yeah. is going to be a, a minefield kind of conversation. But when you're talking about films, you can have completely different opinions on it and still have the shared experience and come together. And that, that really is, it's one of the things that film has historically been so great at is bringing people, even people with completely disparate opinions together to, to discuss something and, and find common ground. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And speaking um, of that social angle, I feel like I would be remiss not to talk about the parties because it's that <laughs> center isn't just movies. That's right. And you know, and it's funny, but back in the day, we used to say, come for the party, stay for the films. And now <laughs> it has changed, which I love. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we do have all kinds of parties all day long, <laughs> um, which, and that is something that you can only get with the pass. So right. that is one of the benefits of getting a pass is that you have access to all the parties, all the films, um, yeah, panels, um, things like that. So, but, um, yeah, we're going to have those panels are awesome too. Like, even if you're not, you know, even if you're just kind of a passive consumer of movies and you're not, not a filmmaker, like it's interesting to learn how they're made, you know, and it's interesting to hear filmmakers talk about the process and, you learn so much that you didn't know. And the next time you see a movie, you're like, oh, I get, like, I see that, you know? Right, right. And so there are, um, so yes, we will have panels, but then also that's, you know, Q&A with filmmakers, same mm -hmm. thing. Like it's, you get yeah. to engage with the filmmaker and ask questions and it's great. And then of course you could talk to them further at a party, yeah. you know, which is great. Yeah. And they, and because these people have spent so much time creating their projects that they want to talk to you about it. Yeah. They're, you know, thrilled to talk to you about it. Yeah. yeah. I think there's probably a lot of people who have the experience when you've watched a movie in a theater or at home or whenever, and at the end of it, you really, you find yourself going, did they make this connection and this connection, or what did this thing mean? What exactly happened here? And, and Dead Center is one of the very few places that you get to have face-to-face -face conversations and ask these people. It's like, wait, why did this happen? And I think that it makes you such a better consumer of film and it it it, it really and, and for me i have found that dead center has opened me up to uh to different kinds of films that previously i thought i'm, I'm probably not going to enjoy that and now it's like you know what i i think it, give yourself a chance i guess is yeah, kind of the, right. the thing and that's what dead center has really done for for a lot of us um okay. speaking of it is june 8th through the 11th Yes. Uh, and, um, in downtown Oklahoma City. And uh, folks, you can head to deadcenterfilm.org. You can still get passes there. Um, uh, and, you can and also get, I, we should say that you can also, you can also get individual movie tickets if there's just one movie you want to see, right? Yes, and those, but those those will not go on sale until 20 minutes before the screening, and yeah. they are $10, and we have not raised those prices for... Uh, and, it's, and it's first come, first serve once it's yes. out of town. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, so that, that's if, correct. If you're if, feeling your wallet a little bit and a pass is a little steep for you this year, you can still go check it out. You can still go see, you know, look at the schedule and see if it, pick a few films that you want to see, go to the free screening at, at Scissor Tail. It really is accessible to everybody. Yes. And then um, we will have a kids fest that's free. Oh, and something else we haven't even talked about is <laughs> we're going to have virtual reality films. So uh, and those are going to be curated by Steven Tyler and Lance McDaniel, and they will be on the top floor of the JDM place 
which is, it is about two blocks away from Harkins. So it's within walking distance. And we're going to try and put enough signage to where you know where it is. But it's, I mean, it's been a bunch of clubs. I mean, so that's what, that's what yeah. everyone knows what that is. So it's, it's above M M Mickey Mantle. And there's about, <laughs> I think the last time we talked about it, we have about eight uh, virtual reality films. We will also have uh, drone movies in a special room. And then the Cherokee Nation is going to show how they made one of their virtual reality films. Oh, and cool. that is free. So that is everyone welcome. And that will be um, Friday and Saturday from 11 to 6. Awesome. So that be, yeah. Yeah. Very fun. And anybody who doesn't know where they're going, you guys have a ton of good volunteers. Yes. Stationed all over the place, the whole festival. So if you're there and you don't know what's going on, just grab a, grab someone in a dead center t-shirt and they'll help. Yes. You out. And they will all be in blue t-shirts. And then we will hopefully have flags at all of our screening locations and events that will, you know, so that you look for the color blue. Dead yep. center blue. Yep. And if you like it and want to volunteer, I'm just oh, trying yes. to get all the points in here, Kathy. Of course, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And that too, there is a volunteer. But and if and if you volunteer two shifts, you get a free pass. That's right. So totally yeah. worth it. And Absolutely. you'll make really great friends. I mean, back in the day, fun. We say yeah. that it was like summer camp. It doesn't you know? feel like volunteering. It feels like fun. Indeed. Yeah. 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 It is fun. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, folks, once again, Dead Center is June 8th through the 11th in downtown Oklahoma City. You are not going to want to miss it. And Kaki, thank you so much for coming on. Thank the you. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, it really was a big favor. <laughs> okay, I love her. Yes. Um, it's fair to say I'm a little obsessed. I think anyone who meets Kaki Porch is a little goes through a little obsession phase because yes. she's so amazing. Dead Center is so amazing. Um, a lot of those movies she was talking about sound really good. Really, it, it's yeah. a great year for it. Um, yeah. There's some documentaries I can't wait to see yeah. and some features that are sounds really fun. Yeah, I, and we're gonna have we're gonna have one of those filmmakers on podcast coming up, so mm -hmm. that's exciting too. Um, after the festival's over and he can talk about his movie and how you can see it. Uh, if you didn't make it out to Dead Center, but you should make it out because it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. At least go to the free one at Scissor Tail Park. Yes. Because then you don't have to spend anything. And it's always a really, really good movie. And, and honestly, like, if if you literally, if you look at the at the lineup and you're like, ah, uh, one or two of these is, yeah, is the, all that you're in. It's 20 spend bucks. 20 bucks to go see them, yeah. Go, go see them like and support a local a film. But it's also just a great community building exercise. I think you're going to find a lot of people out there who it's are. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think the parties are worth the cost of the, of the past, personally. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because they're so good, but... Yeah. All right. Well, it is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Megan. Megan. Do you love the smell of gasoline? I do. <laughs> the smell commonly evokes nostalgia for people who associate it with pleasant childhood memories. And it contains benzene, a compound that suppresses the central nervous system and activates the mesolimbic symptom. Where is the system? <laughs> causing the brain to release dopamine. So gear up brain because those neurons are going to be ready to rumble at the O'Reilly Auto Parts Outlaw Nationals on June 9th and 10th in Miami. A monster truck superstars like Velociraptor, War Wizard, Kamikaze, Rat Attack, Barbarian, Big Kahuna, and of course Dozer will have you riding a high-octane wave of unconcealable joy as they tear through the Miami Fairgrounds arena. And if that's not enough, you'll want to prepare yourself for Shockwave, a 36,000-horsepower truck with a triple-jet engine. I watched the video, and it's really <laughs> impressive. You'll also see Cowboy Kenny's Steel Rodeo FMX Tour, and you can go for a ride and Sergeant Smash. And if you're feeling really good about things, throw your kids into the ring. They can sign up for the Kids Monster Truck Challenge. For more information, visit mapmotorsports.com. 
I wonder what the kids' motorsport challenge, the monster truck challenge, is like child versus monster truck. I, I guess the, you'll just have to go. I guess I'll have to go to Miami. Well, I got the out. impression that they drove monster trucks, but I am like, can that really be? I mean, they have to I stack don't know. Them three high. How old are the you'll, kids? Like, I started learning to drive at like 12, 13. You'll have to go and find out. I guess we'll have to go and find maybe out. they just maybe it's like gladiator and they just battle the monster <laughs> trucks in the arena. I or don't just know. each other. Uh-huh. Um, well, that sounds like fun. In Miami. Is a great town. So yes, it is. good place to spend some time. All right. Uh, ben, what's your event this week? Way before Miley Cyrus, the Olsen twins, Macaulay Culkin, or even Michael Jackson, the original child star was Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> gained international fame as a child prodigy, playing violin with his sister for the rich and powerful across Europe. And if there's one thing we know about former child child stars, it's how well adjusted and right-minded they all turn out. Uh, just kidding. We we know Mozart's idiosyncrasies are part of the appeal. Uh, that's why uh, Bartlesville annually holds its OKM Music Festival, formerly known as the OK Mozart Festival, uh, as a celebration of the classical orchestral pop folk, and international sounds that so deeply enrich our lives. Headlining acts include the acclaimed a cappella group Voktiv, a candlelight Mozart tribute by pianist Kate Mahan, and at around 8 p.m. Friday night, the legendary Lee Greenwood, in the flesh, oh. performs God Bless the USA and other hits to a spectacular fireworks display conclusion that would make even young Amadeus stand up next to you and defend her to this day. <laughs> Although young savants, uh, as well as run of the mid, run of, let me start that sentence over. Although young savants, as well as run of the mill kiddos, might enjoy painting, dancing, magic, and kid-friendly karaoke at the festival's many, especially for kids, events throughout the week. The OKM Music Festival takes place at various venues around Bartlesville, uh, June 8th through the 12th. Many showcases are free to the public, but some events are ticketed, including the Lee, Green- the Lee Greenwood performance. So look up pricing information before you go. Call 918-336-9900 for more information, or you can order tickets and see a full schedule of events at okmmusic.org. That's always a really, really good event. Mm-hmm. Like, they always have really good stuff going on there. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Nathan, what's your event? Well, say it ain't so. Look, if you want to sit all around all day destroying sweaters, man, be my guest. But maybe you're on a holiday. Or ooh-wee-you if you look just like Buddy Holly or and or Mary Tyler Moore. You'll want to park your Beverly Hills at Oklahoma City's Zoo Amphitheater this Saturday, June 10th. I told you I came up with a good one. Uh, These nerdy 90s rockers from the City of Angels will spin all their most loved tunes from their cover of Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics to their cover of Africa by Toto. No, I'm I'm kidding. Sorry. I really actually love Weezer. Don't come for me. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, But I've never seen them live. So I guess that is to say, uh, to borrow a, this is something a friend of mine says when she plays concerts. Uh, Hi, Casey. Uh, But I'm going to borrow it now. So if you listen to this podcast every week and you like me and you want to come say hi, you could probably find me at the Zoo Amphitheater on June 10th watching Weezer with opening acts, Modest Mouse and Mama. If you listen to the podcast every week and think, oh my gosh. Who is that person? Keep me away from him. Well, I have, I guess, a good way to avoid me is not to go to the zoo amphitheater to see Weezer with special guests Modest Mouse and Mama. Or if you do go and don't want to say hi, it's fine, too. You just don't have to say hi. It's fine. But just don't ask me to destroy any woven casuals. For tickets, visit zooamp.com. 
I'm more excited about Modest Mouse. Okay. That sounds like it's going to be a good show. Also really, really good. I saw them at the Diamond Ballroom. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really good. good. Really, really, really good. That's going to be a good show. I mean, show. Weezer is good, too. Yeah. I love Weezer. I'm a I, huge fan. I've seen them at- I think I've seen them a couple of Once in Oklahoma, like in El Reno. Really? Uh, yeah, they were playing at a casino. Out there. Oh, okay. I saw. Wait, were you at that? Probably. I was. <laughs> I was at that. Weird. Coincidence. Yeah, I remember. I went and saw. I went and saw Weezer at a casino in El Reno. <laughs> Probably Concho. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. See. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you had to like wait in line in the middle of the casino. It's to a get little it. messed it up weird. that you don't remember we carpooled, but that's fine. It's. Um, <laughs> That's how you two met. (laughs) Carly, what's your event this week? So really, this event's write-up should be accompanied by a trio of beautiful backup singers, but Oklahoma Today didn't want to spring for that, so I guess I'll do it solo. (laughs) If you don't hear the words, feed me, and automatically finish it with, say more, then you must not be familiar with the 1986 classic musical Little Shop of Horrors. I won't spoil too much, but let's just say if you're a fan of carnivorous plants, catchy doo-wop jams, my Alan Menken of every Disney cartoon in the 90s fame, and mean dentists getting their comeuppance, (laughs) you should check out the Pollard Theater Presents Little Shop of Horrors in Guthrie. June 9th through July 1st, there will be 12 performances of the alien slash musical slash murder slash love story. Adult <laughs> tickets are $35, so go to thepollard.org to get yours. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Do you guys know who the Oklahoman is in that movie? T- uh, Tisha Campbell. Campbell. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's yeah. one of the backup singers. She was on. She was Gina on Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I did not realize until very recently that 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 the original uh, version of that was a non-musical movie, uh, Roger Corman uh, I did film. Not. I, I also learned that from our issue that's <laughs> yes, coming out. Yes, from our issue coming out. Uh, yeah. But I, I definitely... You can't was... be Rick Moranis and Ellen Green, man. You just no. can't. They're so good together. Well, and that, that it, but it didn't become a musical until after that film. Oh. So, it, so when, it, uh, when it went to the stage after being a Corman film, then it became a musical, and then that's kind of huh. when it really caught on. Was that the one with Jack Nicholson? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A young Jackie Nix. Yeah. There you go. All right. He was the biker. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. then Steve Martin played him in the musical version. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Quite a change two, of character. Two sides of the same coin. You'll be a dentist. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so such funny. a great movie. It's such a good movie. I love it so much. That's Thank you, Carly. Thank you for bringing that to us. Greg, what was your event this week? <clears throat> well, as a citizen of these United States, I will admit to having feelings of inadequacy in regards to George Washington, known chair tree mutilator and by some accounts the first president of our nation <laughs> in your opinion yeah. the first president of the United States he's a hard figure to live up to you think you got cool accessories this guy was rocking bespoke wooden teeth possibly made from his hated foe the cherry tree not to mention he wore the heck out of a powdered wig he was a war hero a statesman I think he owned a mountain uh, but our time has come <laughs> because in the summer of 1790 George Washington spent approximately two hundred dollars for ice cream. You and me, we're getting to get ice cream for free. Take that, termite teeth. At the Chandler Ice Cream Festival on June 10th at Tillman Park, they're giving away free ice cream from the Highland Dairy from noon to 5 p.m. And not to rub it in George's face any further, but I never heard about the Revolutionary Army playing on kids' inflatables with a wet zone while listening to the Justin Fox band. I'm not even sure you could call the Battle of Trenton fun for the entire family, which is how they're describing the Chandler Ice Cream Festival. 
Festival. So learn more about how to stick it to America's first president at ChandlerAreaChamberOK.com. Oh, my. You know what I, you know what I heard about uh, George Washington? I cannot believe this. He didn't even have a website. What? I know. Loser. Um, no. No blue check marks kidding. on Our his first Twitter president account. is a beloved figure, and we are patriots. Um, true. I, I didn't that's mean right. that sarcastically, even though that's how it sounds. I'm Gen X. Everything I say sounds sarcastic, right, whether yeah. I mean it or not. <laughs> I love you, Mom. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah, like, don't make fun of me. I'm not. I was being honest. <laughs> well, folks, the sound of Martha Washington getting a wicked case of brain freeze <laughs> I mean, this, means this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. But if you can't get enough, head over to oklahomatoday.com right now and pick up our latest issue on newsstands. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye. Seymour! <laughs>